Welcome to Women Who Code Career Nav Podcast. If you are good enough to worry, you're good enough. So you're worrying because you care, and that care is what's gonna it's gonna get you through. It's gonna make you improve. It's gonna make you be a good uh, engineer. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show. You'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. These talks will include both career advice as well as a look at the industry itself and its practices. We have a fireside chat with Gumar, Thista, and Margaret Bridge, and we are going to chat about changing careers in the tech and they both have inspiring career journeys to share with everyone today. Gumar is a team lead at Zendesk, and she has been before a software engineer in tests and psychologist before that, among many other things. And when she still had hobbies before her latest raise a human project, she loved to learn stuff, read, play board games, and plan the next trip during the current one. I can relate to that. <laughs> do that quite a lot too. Um, and Margaret Bridge is a software engineer intern with, Zen, with Zendesk and working with the top team in Dublin. She came to a software engineering from working full-time as a freelance opera singer. And she now she enjoys balancing both singing and engineering. I wonder if you're going to give us a <laughs> show of your singing today. <laughs> And with the little free time left over, she likes to read, run, and hike. Oh, it's so great to have you both here today. I have so many questions to ask you. <laughs> so I guess we can get started with the first one. I'm really interested to hear why, why did you decide to change into tech? And what, what made you want to take that leap? Margaret, if you want to be the first one to answer. Sure. So for me, I think that's really a two-part question. So it was why change and why change into tech? Um, and I was working, as you say, as a full-time freelance opera singer. Um, you know, the old sort of uh, stereotypes about you'll never make much money as an opera singer. And that was definitely one thing, but it's just, it was a very in, unstable, insecure kind of life. And even success in opera generally looks like having to spend about 10 months of the year away from home, which didn't really appeal to me. But uh, as well as all that, I think I had a feeling that there was something kind of missing. I'm quite an ambitious person. I wanted to do something that had impact and where hard work would pay off. And I think the music business, it's very much about luck. And if you can get lucky, you can do very, very well. But there was a kind of a frustrating sense that I could work very, very hard and maybe not get to have the impact that I wanted to have. So that was one thing that had started me looking elsewhere. In terms of why tech, I had started learning to code actually after doing some sort of website work through, I think, Squarespace or something like that um, as part of an arts admin job. So the coding sort of followed on from that. I was a little bit curious about it. I thought it could be a handy backup, could be useful if I was going to do more arts administration work on the side. Um, and I really, really surprised myself by really, really, really enjoying it. So I was kind of doing that as a hobby while traveling for work. And then COVID happened and all of those fears about the insecurity of a performance career really, really came like came home to roost. Um, I had seven months straight of work just canceled in the space of about a week. Um, and so I think at that point I really was thinking, okay, well, you know, there's never gonna be a time where I have to 
don't have to make a choice between, you know, the singing work that I'm doing and training to do something else. So this is the moment to do it. And tech came because I had been really enjoying that coding that I was doing. It seemed like a career where I could balance that with my singing quite well, where there's a lot of different options, like, you know, the possibilities of what you can do with a computer science degree in terms of what sort of place you work and what sort of product you build are pretty much infinite. So that was extremely exciting to me. Um, so that was why. <laughs> Thank you, Margaret. I think, I think it was really awesome. I think it's really awesome, first of all, that you're an opera singer. Um, <laughs> beautiful music and um, that you find a passion in tech and you transitioned into tech. So thank you for sharing your story. And I think it's really important for people out there that are maybe from a different background and they want to transition into tech and it's really good for them to hear um, the likes of your, your personal career story and inspire them when they want to change into tech. So thank you for sharing that. So, Kumar, this, I have a question for you now. So, was changing into tech all that you hoped for? And have you come across any challenges? Um, yes, basically. The, the short answer is yes. Um, I guess in, in part, probably, you know, like I already had a better idea uh, uh, what I was getting into. Um, which definitely helped me, but I did really enjoy it as well. Like I, I was expecting it to be challenging, uh, and it was. I was expecting to to keep learning, uh, and I did. Um, maybe the part I didn't see that obvious right from the beginning was that there is a lot of different roles and and small specializations. So you, it's also very easy to keep growing and to keep changing and to keep doing something different and not get stuck because it's very easy to go from this related uh, skill set to this slightly different one and keep moving. And to me, you know, that that is something very interesting. And, and obviously, you know, it's, it's an interesting environment with a lot of interesting people around and flexibility. Like. It, it, it has a lot of uh, good points. Um, the one thing that maybe I didn't see coming and, and you know, to, to give a more balanced uh, uh, idea of what it has been for me is that uh, I did definitely, and I still do have a severe case of imposter syndrome. And, and I think coming from a different background or coming a bit later, and probably being a woman or, or any sort of different background where you, rightfully so or not perceive that you're going to be judged harsher or more questioned uh, it, it definitely had an impact uh, for me and, and it's to some extent still does but it definitely gets better uh, it definitely happens to a lot of people it's not just you that you know feel like oh my god you know i, I don't know everyone else has it sorted out but me uh, that feeling happens to loads of people um I think what also helped me, uh, it was basically being virtually vulnerable and honest. So when everyone around me knows what I know and what I don't, and you know, I still can manage to do my job and people seem to, to appreciate it. And I can, you know, uh, add things, you know, it, it makes it easy to realize, okay, you know, with all the limitations, this is good enough and I can keep learning because I'm never gonna know enough. Um, 
And at the end of the day, like uh, as I was actually telling Margaret yes, yesterday, if you are good enough to worry, you, you're good enough. So you're worrying because you care, and that caring is what gonna is gonna get you through. Is gonna make you improve. Is gonna make you be a good uh, engineer. Thank you, Gamar. I think that was very inspiring what you just said there. Um, if you're good enough to, wor to worry, you're good enough. Good enough for. It. And I think it's really good opening up about imposter syndrome and you know for everyone to hear like write your story as well about that because you know so many women experience imposter syndrome and I mean when you're first introduced to tech there's a lot to learn and this it can become very overwhelming so we do hit those periods um all the time I do as well about imposter like I feel imposter syndrome so yeah thanks for sharing and yeah we're all a community and we can be open and talk about if anyone you know feels they have their work colleagues to speak to the women equal community um if you want to talk about your personal feelings towards you know these feelings you have at work about imposter syndrome so yeah no thanks for opening up uh, about that today Gamar and also if anyone has any questions for Margaret or Gamar please add them to the chat because we'll be getting to them at the end when we finished our questions so the next one. So Margaret, this one's for you. How did you change into tech and how did you do it? Great. Yeah, I think Guillermo actually and I have very similar stories on this one. Um, so as I mentioned, I started learning online initially as a hobby. And I have to say, although like my recent career doesn't look like a typical preparation for tech, if you looked at me at school, I think I did chemistry, physics, maths and applied maths from Eddie Insert. And I never for a second considered studying computer science. Um, I think because the stereotypes about the sort of person that I thought did computer science were so strong. And I have to say, I have two older brothers who are, um, two older brothers and a younger brother who are all in IT and they probably didn't help my impression of the stereotypes. Um, but so I'd started learning online. I started with a web development course on Codecademy. I got about three quarters of the way through that and got stuck, I think started tearing my hair out trying to learn JavaScript and then switched to a computer science course, which is mostly Python. And that something just clicked in my brain. I was just like, I love this. I am so excited by this. Um, and I, I adored maths at school. And like, I just felt the same part of my brain just turn back on and light up after 12 wow. or 13 years. <laughs> so that was amazing. So then, so say COVID hit and I had this period of time and massive shout out to Springboard for this I signed up and did a higher diploma at UCD so it was two full semesters of lectures and project work and then uh, the final semester was an internship which I'm just coming to the end of now and that was one of the most intense <laughs> experiences of my life I don't think I've ever worked harder um, but it was really really worth it I was impressed when I came to Zendesk at how well that had prepared me for what I was doing at Zendesk and I was also impressed while I was studying it how well actually that independent online study had prepared me for the course. Like I really felt there were things, you know, you could hit. So just to emphasize if anybody is sort of thinking about it and not sure and doesn't want to commit to, you know, a year yet, start looking at stuff online. It's 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 helpful. It will it will get you there and it'll give you a good idea. So that was my journey to here. Yeah. Oh thanks, Margaret. And that's true. There's so many resources online for to help you know people out there to get started in their um tech career and it's really good you know 
that all this is available for our opportunity to do online learning as well. So no, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, uh, Women Eco, we also have a lot of um, resources online in our communities as well for all of, for everyone across the world. And yeah, so yeah, learning to code nowadays is accessible for everyone. And there's a lot of free, free resources out there as well. Yeah, we're lucky to be here in this day and age to um, access that as well. And yeah, so both for Margaret and Gamar both, I have a question for both of you now. So what do you miss? Do you miss anything from your old job? I'm really interested to hear if you do or not. Um, I'm happy to say that one first. So I've been very, very lucky that my sort of hunch that this could be a career that I could balance well with continuing to do music at a pretty high level has uh, paid off. So <laughs> I have, um, yeah, I've, I've still been able to keep performing professionally, um, doing a fair bit of concert work um, and tour work. I'd say probably a six week opera rehearsal schedule is off the, uh, <laughs> off the cards now, but that's okay. Um, and if anything, honestly, I would say it's allowed me to be a lot more selective about the jobs that I take. Like I can just pick the projects that I really want to do. I don't uh, have to do, you know, the sort of less appealing jobs that you do to pay the bills when you're a freelance singer. <laughs> um, and it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't miss. It was quite stressful. You know, you've a bit more flexibility. Ironically, working for a company as opposed to being freelance, I think you've got a bit more control in some ways over your time, because as I say, you're not kind of compelled to do every job that comes your way. And when you are on a rehearsal schedule, you're committed for it. You can't really ever get days off. If you're in a job, you're in a job, um, which was a pleasant change being able to just go oh actually I want to attend my friend's wedding or I want to go there and do this <laughs> and being able to do that so for me it's really worked out so far extremely well nice um myself um I, I do like the the very direct way in which you can help people in in psych clinical psychology even though I have to say that you know it wasn't exactly um what originally I had hoped for, which, you know, had to do as well with my own change. But, but there is obviously something there where you're, you know, very much focusing your entire knowledge and, and attention to trying to help someone that it is also rewarding for yourself. And then on the research uh, side of it, um, I do miss the, you know, pursuing knowledge for knowledge or maybe to be even more honest, being there in my desk uh, in the basement, just being able to go for hours and hours, going from one article to the next, this book to this book to the next, and you know, can I go in a deep hole? And that was sort of my job, which was great. But obviously, overall, um, I'm very happy I, I made the change because um, there were a lot of downsides that came with all of that. <laughs> Yeah, so after telling us what you miss from your old job, like, is there any skills um, that you get to use from your old jobs? Um, okay, maybe I'll, I'll start. Um, but it, it is psychology. Not use it will be harder than using it. <laughs> so um, even though you, you having studied and, and care and, and, and knowing and uh, into, you know, human behavior is kind of hard to even 
detached from any job, really. Uh, and I will say, you know, human interaction and human behavior will, will be pretty, it will be, you will be hard pressed to find one word, that doesn't matter. Uh, since I have moving to towards team lead, uh, it is much more relevant because a lot of my job, other than the maybe the technical side of the project, it is actually about managing humans and, and making sure they're productive and happy and motivated. And obviously, you know, from what I read and from what I apply, uh, a lot of it, it is just coming and hitting home from, I know this theory and I know this framework. And I, you know, like, so it makes it all fall into place, if, if that makes sense. Margaret? Yeah, so I get asked this question actually sometimes, and I think people are always kind of looking for me to draw like, some really cool thread on how like singing helps me code <laughs> and i have to i have to disappoint people there because they're <laughs> obviously well, you uh, get to impress your co-workers occasionally with videos they let me tell you that. True. that's true i get some kudos for that <laughs> um so no but, but there are plenty of things that um that you carry over so i think like any any like performing musician there's a ton of like discipline and organization and especially when you're starting out you really have to be your own manager and that carries over very very well to any job um i think as well often if you're talking about music you're talking about very abstract concepts which are quite hard to communicate so i think that probably is good prep for trying to explain technical concepts as well um i remember actually being asked in an interview if i'd ever had to explain like difficult technical concepts to non-technical people and initially I was like no not really and then suddenly I went hang on you taught singing for five years <laughs> you did it every day every, like for 50 weeks a year practically um so there's a that helps for sure um and I think it's more specific to sort of being a being an opera singer and the sort of job that I did was you would be going from project to project with a new group of people and you might only be working with them for a week two weeks four weeks max six weeks so you get very good at forming a good team like you have to have trust in your colleagues when you're doing music when you're doing a music project especially if you're acting with them so you get good at sort of like getting comfortable around new people working as part of a team with relative strangers and communicating ideas to people and I think that has been really really good preparation in some ways I mean I was very surprised when I when I started this internship at how much time is spent talking obviously about concepts and about um, coding because, you know, there's no point if you're a brilliant, brilliant coder unless you're very, very clear about what it is you're actually trying to achieve before you start, you're gonna <laughs> get yourself into trouble. So I'd say those skills have certainly, those soft skills have helped a lot, definitely. Yeah, thank you both. And Margaret, I think that was, yeah, very transferable skills there. And I, <laughs> do you ever sing and code at the same time? <laughs> you, this actually, I can't even listen to music while I'm doing anything else. I just find it so distracting. <laughs> um, so no, not really. Like I'm probably home. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been in an office with colleagues to tell me to shut up yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's for you, Gamar. Would you say? Um, would you say it is over once you get your first job? No, not by a long shot. But. Uh... <laughs> I mean, obviously getting the first job is, is, is the hardest and the most intimidating part of, of it all. And, and, and it's, you know, an awesome achievement. It feels like that and it is, and, and you should pat yourself on the back definitely when, when you do. Uh, 
and the job just transforms it shapes you know like the the job of of, of guiding your career to say like you you have made it through this part where you kind of need to take a leap of faith or, or or get an employer to to trust you when you still don't have that that cv where you can go like oh you know have five years experience you know which you know your life gets much easier in that sense um but also you go from maybe having a, a you know a degree or, or a high diploma or whatever it is or you know it's like oh you know this is what i have to study and it's very guided and 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 prepare for you to take a bit ownership of that and you might want to decide what do you want to specialize on you know now that i know a bit more you know what i what i like or what i'm am i missing or and you might need to start guiding that yourself and you know it might be a, a bit of online learning there's loads of platforms as it has been mentioned before with great content and a lot of it is for free there is a lot of learning in your day-to-day -day job that shouldn't be discounted you are learning loads of soft skill and technical skills and and being conscious about it and and making sure that you're you know engaging in interesting projects and improving as you go along it, it it is also super important like most of what you apply is not really what you learn in 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 a, in a course as cool as those are and um, and then i will i will mention that i found personally that having mentors is super useful um and it might feel intimidating that uh, it, it was to me um to go anyone and go like you know do you want to mentor me but it doesn't have to be official it can just be people that which you trust and can I go alone and it maybe there, there has been never spoken out to this mentorship but but you are on it anyways and and it doesn't have to be a single person it's like you can have different people that you will go to for different things maybe for more technical questions or maybe for more like career guidance or maybe someone that gets you talking and figure out your own things uh, so you can have an, an array of people that you, you that you go to and you trust but I will say definitely do that and, and ask people and and don't be afraid of doing that because a lot of people you will be surprised how happy they are to help you and and it gets you a, a long way I, I would say thank you both for coming here today to share your career experience about transitioning into tech and again i want to thank you both so much for joining us today and sharing your story thank you thank you sapphire it's been a pleasure thank thanks you and that then, I have one more thing to say as well. So at Women in Code, we have a lot of resources about transitioning and transitioning your career into tech. And you can find this uh, on, we have a YouTube playlist of a lot of talks around this topic. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash Women Who Code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.